Lord, I'm yearning, my heart is burning, and I'm still learning about your grace. And in the waiting, captivating, my soul is taken for your embrace. Father, take my life and make it more like you. I've seen you take what's broken and make it just like new. Help me see the world through a kingdom point of view. Lord, return. Make all things new. All things new, seasons changing, hearts rearranging. You're still invading this broken soul. No separation, no hesitation, just fascination. I'm lost for words. Father, take my life and make it more like you. I've seen you take what's broken and make it just like new. Help me see the world with a kingdom point of view. Lord, return. Make all things new. Lord, I will lift my eyes to see the break of dawn. And I will take this moment to sing redemption songs. And as I watch and wait, Lord, I know it won't be long till you return. Make all things new. Lord, return. Make all things new, oh Lord, return. Make all things new, it's what you do. It's been a while since I've sung on this podcast, but I felt very led to do so because this is the very last episode of 2020, and what a year it has been. I can almost cry thinking about it. Just the amount of growth and humility that I know the Lord has brought me, that I can only imagine that he's brought you as well. And this song that I just sang, it's by the artist Glorious Unseen, and the name of the song is Make All Things New. And I remember it was around summer that I heard the song, and I was just saying, Lord, this is such an anthem for just what my heart is longing for this year. A year of just crazy circumstances and just tons of tension and hostility. But this song has just meant so much to me this year. But no matter where this episode, this very last episode of 2020 finds you, whether it finds you still in 2020 or maybe you are listening to this in 2021 or years down the road, no matter where you are joining in on this, no matter what you are going through, my heart and my prayer is that this episode will meet you in such a real and passionate way and that no matter what you are going through or what you have been through, that you know that you are loved and we have a creator that can redeem all things. 
And so in saying that, welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today, whether you're listening or watching. No matter if this is your first time or you've been here for a while, the fact that you're here is truly an honor to me. And one of the biggest honors that I get to have in this podcast, and I truly believe this, is that I get to pray for you. And many of you I may know, many of you I may never know. But the fact that is right now we are sharing this time together. So here, let's pray together. Lord God, just thank you so much for this opportunity that we have here today. Lord, I thank you for the person that is listening or watching this. Lord, you know them inside and out. You know exactly what they are going through. And the fact that we are here today, Lord, you want to teach us. You want to grow us. You want to stretch us. You want to help to soften our hearts so that we can respond to you. And so, Lord, that is the prayer of my heart. That's the prayer of our heart is that, Lord, help our walls go down Help us just be so sensitive to you and help us just respond to you as well. And Lord, I know as I'm recording this right now at the very end of 2020, God, I thank you for this year. I thank you for the opportunity that I have to still breathe, that we have to breathe. Um, Lord, I do pray for those that are right now that are grieving and mourning. And maybe the end of this year is not even bittersweet, but it's just bitter. Lord, I just pray that you help restore to them what the enemy has stolen and destroyed in their life and in their heart, God. I pray just for relationships that are broken to just to be reconciled, Lord, that you can just show us your redemption in our life. And Lord, that's our prayer. We just long for more of you. Help us have a kingdom point of view as we walk through every chaos and every difficulty and challenge and circumstance. Through the ups and the downs, Lord, you are faithful. So Lord, please help us draw nearer to you now and prepare us for what's to come. Lord, we look to you and we thank you that you are the anchor that will hold through the the harshest and the roughest storms. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are living and active and pursuing after each and every heart. You do not give up on us, Lord. You are faithful when we are faithless. And we need you, Lord. It's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. I find it interesting that we as humans, we love to have milestones. We love to have moments that we can just pause and reflect or to etch something in stone or on paper that we were there. And it's not just... Only on our calendar is there different holidays and memorials and all these different things that remind us of times that have gone by and also of seasons that are changing. For me, I'm a big journaler, and so I always just write down my thoughts, and I I write down what the Lord has been teaching me and showing me, and I feel like it's only natural as a journaler at the end of a year to look back on the beginning of the year and just kind of just think, okay, where was I at the beginning, and where am I at at the end? And as I was thinking about that, I pulled out my notebooks and my little backpack. I have a heavy backpack. I often say if if my house was burning down, 
and I can grab one thing. I would grab this backpack and it has all of my journals since I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life back in 2011. As I look back at my journals of this year, if you're watching right here, this is the amount of paper that this year has filled up. And within these pages, you can just see ups and downs and just tragedy and triumph. There's this quote that one of my mentors shared uh, with me as he was praying over me on New Year's Eve going into 2020. And he just said this, and I wrote down what he was saying. He said this, he said, my prayer for you, Jonah, is that just like Daniel in the Bible, as the pressure was turned up, what he produced was incredible. My prayer for you is this, that just like Daniel, as the pressure was turned up, that what he produced was incredible. I remember going into 2020 um, with a lot of anxiety, a lot of just feelings of inadequacy, and I know I'm not alone in that feeling. I think that many of us uh, struggle with those feelings, and sometimes we just don't communicate it. But for me, I'm a, I'm a bleeding heart. Everything that I am, I'm just like, that's, that's who I am. And I felt led to share this with you, uh, just to be as transparent and open as possible of where this year found me before I go into where this year is ending and some of the thoughts that I have. But this is what I wrote in January 3rd, 2020. I wrote this. Lord, help me. I don't desire flashy words right now, just an honest and transparent heart to you. Words escape me in moments like these. I'm struggling to even write. As I do so, I am in the prayer closet here in Michigan that you put on my heart to make last year. I'm writing to you on a Friday, a day of rest that you know that I have longed for. Driving down to my sister's graduation three weeks ago, I noticed just how hopeful you allowed me to be of all that was to come. Yet once I got back, darkness, discouragement, tension, and even sickness came to me. Forgive me for my heart has been refusing to rest in you today, Lord. Revive the heart of going back to the beginning of my relationship with you. The moments I read in these journals and I remember my aging mind. Sometimes I read over my words and I'm in utter awe that it is me who wrote what was written. Forgive me for not resting and trusting you. Reteach me what resting in you looks like. I'm a child. Will you please teach me? I know my heart has a lot of longings, Lord. And often I feel like damaged goods. I feel like I relapse with vices so often. And it often comes after refusing to rest in you. Forgive me, Lord. In this new year, wash over me and renew a steadfast heart and spirit. Bring me a soberness in heart, soul, speech, mind, and body. Bring clarity and transparency to my life that all that is seen is you working in and through me. Father, clear the murky water of my rebellions and self-sufficiency, laziness, arrogance, ego, and pride. Wash my wounds of past relationships and the hurt and pain that still lingers and remains from them. You are the raging, gentle stream that I long for. I thirst for you and for you the only one that can satisfy. You know my discouragement and how I feel unseen and underappreciated. Like Walter said on New Year's Eve, Lord, give me the heart of Daniel that was so overtaken by obedience and worship to you that every aspect of his life reflected this. Wash away my lacking work ethic and grant me wisdom and favor as I humbly seek to do what you've blessed me to do. This last week, I've seen just how quick it can go dark and I feel Satan's noose. 
from isolation to discouragement to refusing to rest in you, my good shepherd. You are the light that kills what dirties the water of my soul. Have your will and way. Help me follow you and what you've called me to. Give me a joy in the intimacy and wonder of our relationship that all other desires and passions and wants fade away. On the floor, June 2011, all that mattered was you. You are still enough. All I need is you, Lord. Sober, may my being be clear. Lead me in your way, everlasting. Lord, clear the weeds in my heart and mind. Give me a purity of thought and emotion. Wash away that which is not of your spirit. Like Daniel, help me not flirt with any other option of compromise than to have full devotion to you, my king. O God of sobriety, sober my heart like a sponge. Thank you for your faithfulness to Daniel and myself. Grant me an unusual aptitude and appetite for understanding every aspect of this life and the context where you place me and the mission fields that you have and will place me in. Give me a hunger for what you desire to fill me with. I read all this not to boast of, you know, this is me seeking after the Lord. I read all this because I remember where I was when I wrote that. I remember just the heartbreak and the hurt that I was feeling, the loneliness and isolation. A lot of it you probably heard as I read over those entries, but I just see so much of the Lord drawing near to me this year through brokenness. And as I find myself at the very end of the year, I know that this year the word that the Lord put on my heart was sober, sober, to have sobriety, sober heart, sober mind, sober emotions. And in many ways, I've seen the Lord do immeasurably more than all I can ask or imagine. Um, and I've seen that in my life this year. But I've also, I can easily see even this week of moments of compromise that I still have so far to go. I still have so much to 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 accomplish and so much to work on. Me and one of my good friends, uh, every night we call each other and pray for each other and um, we hold each other accountable. And one of the things that we kind of, I guess like a, a metaphor that we compare this this walk with purity is it's like climbing a mountain. And there's just been so much that the Lord has shown me through this imagery of this year through the whole idea of climbing a mountain. And one of the things that the Lord has shown me is that as you climb a mountain, there's different areas where you will rest. And I don't know if you maybe have seen different documentaries on Everest, but one thing that's really interesting about Everest is that as a person climbs Everest, they get different people to help accompany them up the mountain. And they are people that live within that area that are used to the altitude in which they are going. And to them, the way that their body is set up, they're just not as susceptible to running out of oxygen as the climbers are. They're more used to the environment that the climbers are coming into foreignly. And they find different refuge within different base camps, different places where they kind of plateau and rest. And without those base camps, the climbers, if they didn't have that time to rest and to get their equipment back in order, to refill on water, to have some food within them, um, then of course their chances of survival will be very, very, very low. And as I think back this year and talking with my good friend and that whole idea of climbing the mountain and getting back up after a fall, I just think about just those many different times of this year that I have seen those base camps 
but not only in the topic of purity, but also just having a kingdom point of view through all of the crazy circumstances that this year has brought. As, as I sung at the very beginning, you know, Lord, help me have a kingdom point of view. Lord, make all things new. And I've seen that this year. I've seen many just times where I'm hit that base camp and just celebrating like, Lord, this is awesome. You know, thank you so much for this just freedom that I feel and this, you know, perspective and wisdom. You know, Lord, thank you for the moments where I don't feel like I'm alone or that I don't feel that I'm inadequate, but I feel like you've given me exactly what I need to make through whatever the circumstances was. There's many times at base camp, but then there's also many times that I have completely fallen off the mountain and I've fallen off the side of the cliff and Jesus was there and he held me secure and he brought me back up. I know each and every one of us can relate with those times that we just feel so overwhelmed and overcome. And David in Psalms 18, this is the moment where he is writing this psalm right after he feels like he was delivered from his enemies and delivered from the people that literally wanted to take his life and from the former king of Israel that wanted to destroy David. And so here this is David in Psalms 18, and there's some parts that I wanted to read, but I did want to read the very first verse of this psalm, and this is what David cries out, again, in the context of deliverance. This is what David says. He says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. And then verse 2, it says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in which I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Verse three, I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. And then it goes down to verse 28. And this is what David says. He says, you light a lamp for me. The Lord, my God, lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush any army. With my God, I can scale any wall. And again, this is standing out to me as I was reading this earlier because that whole imagery of just climbing the mountain and just going on that journey with the Lord leading us, that he's the only one that has overcome my sin and my darkness. If we want the fullness that life can offer, if we want to make it to the top of the mountain, then we need the leader, the only one that has overcame this mountain so that we can make it up the mountain. He's the only one that has done this. He's the only one that has overcome my sin my shame, my death, and my decay, and yours as well. And so David cries out, says, you light a lamp for me. David, he's acknowledging, look, it was so dark when all of my enemies were literally wanting my life. But now that I feel this deliverance, Lord, I can see that it is you that lights lamp. And I'm not as dark and overwhelmed as I once thought I was. And right now, Lord, you, I know that you are the lamp. You light the lamp for me. The Lord, my God, lights up my darkness. So he's saying, Lord, you are the light that lights my path, that lights my my future, my, my purpose. And then verse 29, in your strength I can crush an army with my God I can scale any wall God's way is perfect all the Lord's promises prove true he is a shield for all who look to him for protection and this next verse right here this is verse 33 he says something that made me think about this whole imagery and this is what he said he makes me as sure-footed as a deer enabling me to stand on mountain heights and again, that is Psalms 18, verse 33. I'm going to read that again. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. The other day, I was on the phone with a good friend, and they were praying, and I had my eyes closed, and I was standing in my living room. So I had my eyes closed. I'm pacing around my room, 
and I'm trying to, in my head, as I'm pacing and as I'm listening, as, I, as I'm praying as well, in my head, I'm trying to kind of picture where everything was in the room because I didn't want to just bump into something. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I, I've, I've broken my ankle this year. I don't want to break another ankle by doing something silly, like just having my eyes closed and accidentally stumbling into something. But I know that's an extreme example, but I'm there in the room. I have my eyes closed. I'm trying to picture where everything's at so I don't bump into anything. And before you know it, I just find myself just so disoriented. I still have my eyes closed and I'm like, well, I, I think the door was over there and I think the the um, the cupboard was over there and I think the the table was right there. And But then I'm like, wait a minute, I don't, uh, maybe it's not, maybe it was over there. And I'm just trying to, in my head, try to figure out where I'm at. And I, and I started to feel a little dizzy of like, oh man, and so disoriented. And as I realized that, all that would fix all of that is just opening up my eyes. That would be it. I open up my eyes and then boom. All right, I have instant just acknowledgement of where I'm at and where everything is at. But as I have my eyes closed, it's just all a whirl. And I feel like for so many of us that this year has kind of felt like that. That it just felt like you were just kind of walking blindly through all these different scenarios and situations and circumstances. And, and it was just like you had your eyes closed and you're trying to remember where everything's at. You're trying to remember at different times. I know for me, I was trying to remember, Lord, I, I know that you were faithful then. But Lord, as my cities or as these, these areas are burning or as my heart is literally like on fire and breaking and I feel so hopeless, God, where are you? And as I think about all this, I have to remember the context of this verse is that David, he didn't live in a time of tanks or planes or even cars, that when they fought their battles, they fought it on foot. And so he's saying to the Lord, the God who helped redeem him from all of his enemies, he's saying, God, you help me be as sure-footed on this mountain like a deer. He's able to overcome the mountain. Why? Because he's sure-footed. He's able to be stable. He's able to have that agility, the swiftness, the, the speed needed to run from place to place. And that, Lord, you are the one that enables me, as it says here in verse 33. You enable me to stand on mountain heights. So not only does he acknowledge that, Lord, you give me the ability to make it off this mountain and make it through this mountain, but you help me to stand on the heights of the mountain. You help me overcome all that that mountain offers in order for me to be able to have a perspective, to have wisdom needed in order to ensure that I can make it through this. Lord, you give me the perspective needed to be able to see things for what they really are. This year on the episode Rust, I think it was episode 111, talked about how I was able to go to Yosemite and I was able to be there near all these massive mountains and massive cliffs. And I was even able to hike up and, and hike far up into the mountain. And, and, and the highest height that I can climb on my own was nothing compared to the heights that were all around me. But even the little distance that I climbed up the mountain, I was still able to look down and see a beautiful perspective that I wasn't able to see when I was at the bottom of the mountain. And likewise, through everything that we have been through this year, leads me to verse 34. And this is what he says. He trains my hands for battle. Here's David. He's able to stand on the top of the mountain, delivered from all of his enemies. And he realizes that the only way that he was, he's able to be in this spot right now is because of God. 
Recently, I was reading a commentary by Matthew Henry based on this verse on Psalms 18, verse 32, but also the surrounding verses. And this is what Matthew Henry says. He says this, We are being made into Christ-likeness, Jesus our Redeemer, conflicting with enemies, compassioned and surrounded by sorrows and with floods of ungodly men, enduring not only the pains of death, but the wrath of God for us. So in saying all this, Matthew Henry goes on to say, okay, David is following after his victorious leader, and we follow after our victorious leader, and that leader is Jesus. David relied on the word of God in order to help him get through all of that adversity. And we know that the word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so in John 1, we see that the word was made flesh and his name is Jesus. And so Matthew Henry is making this correlation that right here, David is relying on the word of God in order to help him and train him. And likewise, we, we rely on the word of God made flesh, Jesus, in order to train us and to help us through everything that we go through. So he starts to talk about that leader, that victorious leader and who Jesus is. So he says this, Jesus, our redeemer, he conflicted with enemies, compassion and surrounded by with sorrows and floods of ungodly men, enduring not only the pains of death, but the wrath of God for us. Yet calling upon the father with strong cries and tears, he was rescued from the grave, proceeding to reconcile, to put under his feet all of our enemies till death, the last enemy shall be destroyed. We should love our Lord, our strength, and our salvation. We should call on him in every trouble and praise him for every deliverance. We should aim to walk with him in all righteousness and true holiness, keeping from sin. If we belong to him, he conquers and reigns for us, and we shall conquer and reign through him and partake of the mercy of our anointed king, which is promised to all his seed forevermore. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. Heavy heart, no matter where today finds you, no matter where this year has brought you, no matter what is to come, our God is faithful to be present, to help open up our eyes in order for us to see things the way that he sees it. No matter what this year has brought to you, no matter what your yesterdays has brought to you, our God is faithful he is faithful. He is faithful to help us walk through all adversity, through all chaos. Though our enemies surround us on every side, and sometimes we just think of enemies as people. No, enemies could be vices in our life that have kind of like strangled us in different seasons, in different ways. Different things that when we're, when we're stressed or worried or anxious, we turn to instead of relying on the Lord. Even though our enemies surround us on every side, even though there's been billions of times as we try to climb this mountain and make it through life. And as John 10, 10, as Jesus says in John 10, 10, he says, look, I did not just come to give life, but life abundantly. As we're pursuing that abundant life, pursuing after Jesus, and we mess up and we drink from the shallow wells and we just fall into our pits. We have a God that is faithful to help us be as sure-footed as a deer to overcome each and every cliff, each and every rock, each and every struggle. He is faithful. He's been faithful this year. He will be faithful to the years to come. But at the end of the day, may we not just rely on the Lord when we recognize that we're weak, but each and every day we realize, Lord, I'm just as dependent, if not more dependent on you today as I ever 
was. This year has just brought the frailty and the brokenness of man on the forefront of each and every one of our lives and our and our minds. Not only have we seen it in others, but we've also seen it in ourselves. Through this time of quarantine and and just, you know, not being able to have a schedule that we can rely on <laughs> and just all the unknown that this year has brought. And this year, a year of just constant change. I've been reminded and and I feel like we have been reminded that in a year of constant change, in a world of constant change, even in our own lives of constant change, and we are constantly changing day by day by day, that each and every one of, of us cry out for a stability and security that will hold fast through each and every wave, through each and every change. We're all looking for a love that will not leave us and a purpose that goes beyond anything this world can offer. We are no different than the times of David. We long for the same things, and there's still the same answer. And that answer is Jesus. And no matter what comes in the years to come, no matter where today finds us, no matter the the, the successes or the failures that we've had, our God is faithful. It's never been about us, and it'll never be about us. But our God is constant and faithful to redeem us and restore us day by day, moment by moment. Then a world that is just filled with dust and gold. Our God is faithful. And as we just close this year, I'm just reminded of just how much I know that I need Jesus. And this has been a year of preparing, of renewal, of purification for each and every one of us. And we still have a long way to go up this mountain. I know I do. But our God is faithful to hold our hand through each and every one. He's able to give us the rest and the base camps that we need in order to make it up the mountain even farther than we ever thought that we can ever do on our own. And I just want to invite you, if, if today finds you and you're saying, you know what, I've never asked the Lord to be Lord of my life. I've never asked Jesus to be Lord of my life. But I've had all these other different leaders that have promised to help get me up this mountain. But I realize at the end of the day that every other leader but Jesus will fail and leave me in a worse off state than where I began. Beaten and broken and bloody and dead. But at the end of the day, Lord, you are the God that can bring new life and restore all things and make all things new. As we close out this year, I couldn't think of a better song than a song that I'm about to play for you now. But the name of the song is Dust and Gold. And it's by the band Arrows to Athens. And in this song, there's just this honest cry of saying, God, just help me. Help me respond to you. Wherever you want me to be, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, just help me, fill me. I recognize that I'm lacking and I'm crying out to you. The light still shines. No matter what's to come, God, lead us. Lead us hand in hand. You are faithful. You are faithful. Thank you, Lord, for being what we cannot be and help us overcome what we cannot. We surrender to you. We long for you. We look to you. 
Lord, you are the one that prepares us through each and everything that we go through. You refine us. You give us life and life abundantly. And you are chiseling away the parts of us that do not look like you and helping us be more in your image as we were intended to from day one. Lord, you overcome all of our weakness and give us the strength that we need to make it through each and every day, each and every year, in each and every season. Lord, thank you for this season. Thank you for this year. Lord, again, restore what the enemy has stolen and give us a purpose. Give us a peace that surpasses anything this world can offer. Jesus, we thank you and we look to you. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. It's down to me and you In this cold and empty room Forgotten what we're dying for Just tell me what to change Just tell me what to say Cause I can't feel it Mm-hmm.